Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. This is from 1 John 4, verses 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us one, love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love your brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he gives us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And further in Matthew 22, 34 through 40, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. May God bless the hearing, reading, and understanding of his word. Amen. All right, so I'm going to encourage you to have your bulletins handy because they do have little spots for you to jot down notes. And for you worshiping from home, if you have a little notepad or something next to you that you can jot some, down some notes so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, you can write those down. Uh, because I truly believe uh, in this time that God is going to speak to us, that God will encounter each and every one of us in this space. 
And so I ask that, that we be open to that. And so maybe you would just pray with me this morning. Gracious and almighty God, God, I ask that, that you would open up our ears and our hearts and our souls to hear you speak to us today. God, we long to be encountered by you, to, to hear that message that you have directly for us as individuals, God, as a, as a community. But, but God, we know sometimes these words come straight to our hearts and speak to us today, God. Allow us to truly hear your voice. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So as a kid, I remember getting up and getting ready for school, and I remember thinking that I wasn't like the popular kids. I wasn't in sports. I wasn't in, uh, I wasn't in some of those, those popular groups. I didn't have the look that they all had. I mean, I wasn't welcomed in certain circles. I mean, think about this. I was almost six foot tall and all of 125 pounds. <laughs> and I wore glasses. I guess you could say that in those days, I was part of the nerd class. And there were many days that I wanted to, I wanted to wake up and I wanted to be like what the rest of, uh, I wanted to be like what I saw in the rest of society. Because I was different. But was I? Really? Even today, I mean probably even more so today, with Photoshop, with Snapchat filters, and now, heaven forbid, AI images, uh, where you can actually put your picture in there, you can type in a couple of words, and AI will generate an image of you that probably doesn't look a whole lot like you. <laughs> We're bombarded by images of who we should be, what we should look like, and what we should be doing. Should be doing. From commercials to sitcoms to movies, we're, we're able to imagine ourselves in those roles. But there's one simple but profound problem with it. We can't live up to it. We simply can't. I mean, we used to see people around us on, on media and have the possibility of reaching what might have been portrayed because they were not enhanced or digitally altered. But now, it's hard to tell what is real and what's not. And this affects the view that we have of ourselves. We, as a society, have an increasingly lower view of ourselves. We want to live the dream, but something seems to just be holding us back a little bit. Maybe it's the vision that we see. Maybe it's, maybe it's our backgrounds. Or maybe it's something going on inside of our heads. Do you love yourself? Do you love who you are? Do you love who God created you to be? I mean, we're finishing up this, this worship series on the spiritual love triangle, and I want you to really think about this, this part again. I mean, hear this great command again. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Once again, there is that love triangle. We are to love God with everything that we have and everything that we are. And then we are to love our neighbors. 
Love God, love neighbors, but don't miss that we need to love ourselves. You see, we are to love our neighbors just as we love ourselves. A love triangle, all connected, all important, all needed as we fulfill this great commandment. Now, we've talked about loving God through the, through the means of grace. This is through prayer and studying Scripture, holy conversations, worship and serving and, and so many others. There are ways, these are some of those ways that we show God that we love God. And then the next week, we looked at loving our neighbors. And here's where we talked about loving people that, that maybe we don't even know who they are. We saw how caring for others and doing things for them was a way that we could show our love for them. We talked about loving those who seem to be unlovable, whether that's family or friends or neighbors. But what about loving ourselves? Why would this be so important? And I believe it's because it all hinges on this loving our neighbors as ourselves part of the commandment. How do we love our neighbors if we don't even love ourselves? Worse yet, if we are to love them as ourselves, but we don't love ourselves, does that really mean that we don't love others? We're not going to travel that road today. Let's just focus a little more on how we can love ourselves. I've got a an illustration for you here. So I have a, a $20 bill. And so who would like a $20 bill? I mean, it's, it, yeah, okay, everybody would love this $20 bill, but, but you know what? It looks a little too new for me, so I'm just going to crumple that up, crumple it all up into a little ball, maybe a tight little ball, and so I've got this here. So who would still want this $20 bill? Oh, you still would. Okay. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm going to stomp on it, grind it up a little bit. Yeah. So now who would still want that $20 bill? Look at that. So even whether it's a brand new one, one that's been folded, one that's been crumpled up, whether it's been thrown on the ground and stomped on and ground into the ground full of dirt and everything, it's still a $20 bill. It still has value, even though it's been through the ringer. Even though it's been through all of that. Can I tell you that all of you here has been through an awful lot? in your life, you've faced a lot of different things in your life. You've been beaten up, you've been thrown down, you've been crumpled, you've been stomped and ground into the ground, but yet, you still have value in God's eyes. God still desires you. I mean, why wouldn't we translate this into the value that you have in your own eyes? If God has that much value for you, why maybe can't we see our own value in God's eyes? The psalmist writes that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves you just the way you are. God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. Amen? Amen. Yeah. 
God loves you just the way you are, not as you, remember this word, should be, because frankly, none of us are as we should be. God loves you just the way you are, just the way you are. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, what do you see? What do you see when you look in the mirror in the morning? I mean, do you see? No, I shouldn't ask that question. When you look in the mirror in the evening or in the afternoon, what do you see? (laughs) Do you see the face of a person who's been worn down by society? Trying to live up to expectations of what a good person is? What a good mother does? What a good father does? Does it look like the face of someone who is tired of always missing the mark placed before us by media? Does the face you see want to run and hide from the issues of of weight loss, of hair loss, of aging skin, or the overall sense of exhaustion? Do you see someone facing difficulties in relationships, problems with motivation, struggling with addictions, or a lack of faith? Do you see someone who is battling depression or other mental illness? What do you see? Who do you see? You might remember, I think it was last year, I covered a mirror with car wax. You might have remembered this. And, and I, only to remove the car wax that we, could, uh, we needed to remove that so that we could see our reflection clearly. All of the issues that I just mentioned here uh, were like that coat of wax on that mirror clouding our vision of who we are meant to be, clouding the vision that God has for each and every one of us. We needed to get some industrial strength cleaner to remove the waxy buildup and reveal what was inside, but see, we wanted to see what God sees in each one of us. But how? With what? And I said, with a little extra Jesus to clean that mirror off. When we accept the love that God gives us through Jesus Christ, the picture becomes clear. We see ourselves the way God sees us. Instead of seeing all the blemishes and faults and failures, God sees us perfected in Christ. This is how I see the grace of Jesus Christ as we accept it. God no longer sees all of those imperfections. He sees us as one of His children. God sees us as a son or a daughter, one that God loves so very much. Psalm 139 gives us this image of being fearfully and wonderfully made, as I mentioned, and that God's thoughts about us are more than the grains of sand. How beautiful is that? God loves us just the way we are because that's how God created us. That's how God created you each and every one of you. I mean, this is great news, especially for those of us who struggle maybe with their own self-image. I know that it is hard, but what really matters is not what the world thinks of you, but what God thinks. Can I tell you that again? It doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. What matters is what God 
thinks of you. 1 John 4.19 tells us that we love because He first loved us. We can love God because God first loved us. We can love our neighbor because God first loved us. And we can love ourselves because God first loved us. I would love for you to do something for me this week. Maybe the, today and the rest of this week. I would love for you to strive to love God in different ways this week as we talked that very first week. And maybe you can start with a little scripture reading time. Maybe pray for someone that you don't know that well, or maybe even invite somebody to worship. And then I want you to love. Love for you to find someone to share someone that love with. Maybe you can write a little note, help out with some of the mission meals here at Journey of Hope, or just help someone need. But then finally, I would love for you for once, and maybe this is the first time in your life, to leave all of those things behind that society tells you that you should be. Leave all that stuff behind that society says that this is who you should be, that this is what you should be doing, this is what you should look like, and this is how you should live your life. And just be who God created you to be. Just be who God created you to be. Drop the preconceived notions that you should be the perfect mother or father, the perfect brother or sister. Forget about being the perfect employee or boss, the perfect anything. Forget about fitting into whatever size clothes you think you should be in. Stop trying to live the perfect life and just live the one that God has planned for you. Because God has ordained all of your days before you. God knows what plans He has for you and it is not it is not for bad things. God plans, God plans for your future and is with a hope. Jeremiah tells us this. Wake up every morning and look in the mirror and remind yourself that you are a child of God. That you are a child of the Most High God. Remind yourself that God has created you to be who you are, just the way you are. And if the world doesn't like it, well, they can just... Yeah. You get the picture. Love yourself. Love all the little things about yourself because you're unique. You are special and you are needed in the kingdom of God just as you are. God does these beautiful things. He makes beautiful things out of, of us. I got, a, I got a really quick video that I want to show uh, that, that kind of that kind of talks about this. So go ahead and play that. I am seeking searching for the things this world has rejected the things that are broken that are flawed thrown away and discarded I seek the lost the damaged the forgotten things the overlooked and the neglected the things that have been pushed aside and left behind. Why? Why do I do this? 
why chase after that which is despised by so many? It is because I have chosen the rejected. I bring restoration to the broken. I see beyond the flaws and the imperfections, and I bring new life to the lost. This world has called them useless and garbage, hopeless and unwanted. They have been scarred, abused, ignored, and unloved, but I, I have reclaimed them, and they belong to me now. They are my masterpiece, and I have a plan and a future for every single one. For I am crafting these dissonant and discarded pieces into something beautiful. takes, yeah, amen. God takes all of our lives, broken, scarred, crumpled up, beaten down, and makes something beautiful out of our lives. God has made something beautiful out of each and every one of your lives. God loves you just the way you are. We don't have to be perfect because, frankly, none of us are. We can stop living up to the expectations that society puts on us and just live into the vision that God has for us. God has made something beautiful out of your life. And God is continually refining you. I'm going to ask Donna to come and and help us share our final song. And it's one of those that we're going to sing twice through, Donna. Uh, Because I think the first time through, you're going to sing it and you're going to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. God made something beautiful out of my life. But the second time through, I think God is really going to get under your skin. And you're going to encounter God in a new way. And so think about these words as you sing them. Because God has made something beautiful out of your life. God made something beautiful 
out of your life. And He continues to do so. Because God loves you. God loves all of you just the way you are. Because you are God's masterpiece. God created you to be the person that you are, and you are needed in God's kingdom. All of us are needed. Every single one. Something beautiful, something good, all my confusion, He understood all I had to offer Him was brokenness and strife, but He made something beautiful of my life. Take that message to all who you see today to all that you encounter with this next week, letting them know that God loves them and there is nothing they can do about it. That God loves them just the way they are, that God created them to be who they are. Take that light of Christ out into the world with you and shine it for all to see. So go now. Go now. As we share that in the the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit because it goes with us and it goes with us always. Amen.